Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. At five. the Eat My Catfish Studios, it's time for Arkansas's number one collar-driven sports show. It's Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network with your hosts, Randy Rainwater and Rick Schaefer. Lock it in and get ready to dial us up. Drive Time Sports is on the air. Hour number three of Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer standing by in northwest Arkansas. I'm Randy Rainwater from the capital city. It's time for the basketball insider in Arkansas. It's pure sweats, skills, and trainings. Bart Reed, made possible by Martin Orthopedics. With locations in Little Rock, North Little Rock, Cabot, and Hot Springs Village. Staffed with fellowship-trained orthopedic surgeons and sports medicine specialists. For more information on the web, go to martinortho.care. Now, here's Bart. Bart, if I can, I'd like to take a minute of your time, and this is information that is breaking by yeah. the moment. And um, no this signee? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, no, I haven't refreshed that particular website. Uh, this being reported by ESPN, and they are saying that. Alabama baseball coach Brad Bohannon, according to sports book surveillance video, indicated that the person who placed the bet was communicating with Bohannon at the time. My my sources tell me they were place attempted to place, and I'm guessing this is why it caught the attention, a one hundred thousand dollar oh my god bet. wow that'll get you fired pretty quickly so yes it will yeah wow it, it will they don't I, I don't know if they still do it anymore guys but the fbi usually i think one time a year the fbi went to all the i think ncaa institutions and gave a sports betting to each team on the basketball program the lessons of betting and sports betting and how not what not to do and so that's certainly a very serious issue wow wow now bart would you place a bet this is from speaking of espn uh espn.com men's college basketball slash insider story and it is men's college basketball transfer rankings for the 2023-24 class and there were 100 it is a top 100 of that top 100 how many do you believe have been able to find a new home wow top 100 find a new home so I will I would say a hundred percent of them. No, it's got to be. It's got. That's got to be a trick question. It can't be a hundred percent. Got to be less ninety-five percent. I'll say sixty-two percent, just because the way Randy wow, is. Wow. Okay, I could be. I'm way off then, probably. Sixty-two out of a hundred. That's that's what I'll guess. All Randy's right. going to say it's twenty-three. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, we're going to split the difference between okay. sixty and ninety, eighty. Okay. 80 out of 100. I was really surprised, Bart. I'm kind of with uh, on the line of what Rick is thinking. We hear so many stories of players who go into the transfer portal and they have nowhere to go. There is one uh, that they singled out. Yet when I went to look at uh, where he was ranked in the top 100, he was actually on, I guess you could say, other consideration. That was Connor Vanover. 
Connor doesn't. Yeah. He went into the transfer portal, but he doesn't have a new home. And now, whether or not he goes. Well, Vanover went in the transfer portal. Yes, he again? did. From Oral really? Roberts. Yes. Did yeah, I say Tulsa? I meant Oral Roberts. Okay, so can uh, again explain this to me? Can he be eligible? Well, immediately? again, there are, there are they're going to make some exceptions whether or not he will be able to fall within those exceptions. And the NCAA approves it. I would say I don't think a player is going to go into the transfer portal and then go to his third school. In this case, it'd be his fourth school. Uh, he started off what at Cal, then came to Arkansas. Yeah. Now Oral Roberts. Now he's My looking gosh. someplace else. You know, if your coach leaves, I don't know if that's if that's enough. You know, of a reason anymore that they'll grant you uh, that immediate eligibility. But uh, I was surprised eighty out of one hundred had found a home, based upon all that we hear about those who get left behind in the portal. Well, there's just so much movement, guys. Yeah. There's just so much movement. Even though there's so many moving pieces, it's just they've got to be able to almost find a home if you're in that top 100, I would mm-hmm. think. That's why Bart guessed 100, because if you're in the top 100, you're gonna, you got to play. You would think though, you would, right? yeah. But now at those top 100, of the 20 that haven't, are, surely there's still a lot of people looking at those guys, don't you think? Oh. Well, yeah, and I would think day by day it's a, such a fluid situation that I think those guys would easily find a home. It's not a question of if, it's when and what that fit's going to be. There's no doubt about it. I think some of the – when you start getting in the – because there's so many. I don't I don't know what the total number in the portal is right now. But the, the top 100 will certainly land a spot. I would even think it would clearly land at almost that 150 range that those people in just a matter of time are going to find a nice spot to – to fit whatever needs they're looking for. Now, let's talk about Ron Holland for a moment because he signed in the early signing period with Texas. And in the process, the the, the coach that signed him at that time uh, obviously is gone, Chris Beard, new coach. And supposedly he was counseled with and ask about the new coach, would he stay and still honor his commitment to Texas? And he said initially, yes. Well, then they make the move, and now he's saying he wants out of his letter of intent. Bart, what's what's going to be his grounds? Is it going to be, once again, Texas supposedly is fighting it. And I can understand why. I mean, this is yeah. maybe the top player in the class now of 2023, period. Yep. Uh, yep. Does... Texas have a leg to stand on in regards to blocking? It used to be if they would not give you your, your release, you could still go to XYZ school that you wanted to, uh, but yep. you couldn't go on scholarship. Well, now yep. NIL money could probably make up that, uh, whatever the cost of the scholarship is, and even above the cost of, of tuition and books and everything else. But... Uh, then does Ron Holland have the case? Well, they changed coaches on me, so yep. I want out. Well, listen, I think he would, and certainly let's just say this. If he's smart, which I assume that he's entirely intelligent have people around him that know what, he, know what they're doing, all he has to do is get an attorney. The NCAA has not won a single lawsuit in the last 25 <laughs> years. So That's right. I'm that so he can sue and certainly get that. I don't see how with the movement, the exception rule that you can one time transfer to whatever school you like. How do you keep a young man that had a coach like Chris Beard when you, we know that these decisions are tied so closely to coaches? And this exact same thing happened to me, guys, at, uh, when I verbally committed to Pat Foster in Nevada, and he decides he's not going to be there. I go to North Texas. And so you have situations like that because a player is committing to the institution, but they're committing to the coach. Mm-hmm. That coach leaves, the deck is now changed. doesn't matter whether you're number one player in the country or the last. The deck is changed. You have to reevaluate. He wants to explore options and leave, and I think you give him his right to do it. And, guys, I spent a bunch of time with this young man at the Wooten camp. He is a star. 
He's got a high motor, and I think him and Layden Blocker were the two hardest working kids at the Wooten camp all week on a side note. Hmm. It would be nice to see him at Arkansas. Well, the point is, if Texas doesn't let him out of it, they'll, that will be used by every person recruiting against them in recruiting. Yes, it will. Okay. It, it, you it, go it, to Texas, yeah. but if you're not happy there, you can't leave. They yeah they they don't care about players they don't care about and being a Texas kid there is ramifications that run so yeah. deep oh good point with the coaches high school coaches and grassroots coaches guys you don't do that to a kid that's a no no you just don't do it so I'm I'm a little surprised they're going there so what are you hearing about Ron Holland in Arkansas. Well I think listen I think we've got with Anthony Black as I've. I'm tired. We know Texas. Most people know Texas as being a fertile ground for football. In the last probably 10 years, we have seen a transformation in the state of Texas where it has become a basketball haven, talented, talented players. Anthony Black has really helped us get a foothold in there with some top players and tell a really great story. So I think I know he is extremely interested in what the university – listen, guys, it came down – I would say this. I don't know if he formally announced it. It was between Arkansas and Texas, I felt like, mm. in the initial decision. So he's got to love Arkansas right now. 6'8", 200 pounds. He's slight. His motor, his ability to defend, and how he creates shots, I think is a great fit for Coach Musselman. So there's no doubt that there are people friendly to the program on the staff and currently former players that are telling him it's a great fit. So I'm not sure what the level of commitment is, but I would say this is a young man highly interested in the University of Arkansas. So Bart, is this a three-four combo? Is I mean, he's not like Anthony Black in regard that Anthony was a point guard, or maybe right. even in, at times he was an off guard, but primarily yeah. a point guard. What is Holland? Is he a three? Is he a four? Is he a combo? What is he? Yep, so it's a great point. So he is a 3-4 combo, guys. And if you look at the way he's a 3-4 combo, Randy, with five rim protectability because of his length and his willingness just to, I call it, just get dunked on. Just go and attack the shot. Don't care what happens. He's got that type of ability. And if you look at the Arkansas roster, if Jordan Walsh leaves the one soft area Guys, we don't have a 3-4 combo guy with a lot of length that can go in and really protect the rim. I think Jordan Walsh was really unique in that regard. So this is something that could be a really big get for us, especially if we lose Jordan Walsh. Now, what happens... uh, Okay, maybe I'm going down a a path I, I don't even need to try to go down, but what about... You've got a guy like Davenport, who sounds like to me a carbon copy of Ron Holland. I mean, does does Coach Musselman does he make any kind of commitments to these players other than okay, you got a chance to come in and play, and you got a chance to make yourself into one of the top eight players, which is basically all that I'm going to use. Does he does he do that in the in the recruiting process? No, I, I listen, I think it's as clear as this. He makes no probably guarantees in that regard. He is saying you have a chance to fit into our system. If you get in here and perform, I'm going to take you to the next level, and you're going to get looked at if you want to be a pro. And I'm going to teach you every scheme and offense and every lingo and all the stuff that you need to be prepared to look good in a workout. That's all that these guys are guaranteed. I think a lot of these guys that have one to two years, three years experience, right, they're proven and seniored and tenured. They can look at a situation and know whether they can step in and play. I don't think anybody's guaranteed minutes. That's what Coach Cal did. He got people to really, when Kentucky was winning, he had 30-point guys come in from high school and say, you're not going to score 30 here. You're going to be a part of a team. I don't know how much you're going to play, but you're going to be an NBA draft pick one day. And so Coach Muss is kind of talking the same talk, but I think he is really kind of getting players that fit his particular system and his vision. But I, I think everybody's going in level playing field. There's no prom- there's no promises made. Does this put 
the squeeze. Let, let's say that Ron Holland comes on board. Does the squeeze now happen more or less with Jalen Graham or Makai Mitchell? I know they're fives, but yep. if if you've got a six seven guy that can play the rim and gives you all the uh, protect the rim and does all the other things you're talking about, and I think you said this, an elite defender. To me, that that puts now Makai. I, Makai was, I thought, more than respectable defensively. We know what Jalen Graham brought defensively, but Mitchell, I thought, was pretty respectable defensively. But does it put the yep. squeeze on them? I think it puts the squeeze on Makai Mitchell more than it does Jalen Graham, and I'm going to tell you why. I think with the mix coming in, he's got to be. He's looking for the offense this year. I think you'll see a transition into trying to find more scoring diversified across the roster. I think Mitchell's hurt the most. That's a good point. Because it was it was offense down the stretch that really, to me, cost Arkansas more than anything else the inability uh, to be able to score. Um, what if Jordan Walsh returns? Is it, again, we're talking Almost a carbon copy, it sounds like. Now, it Jordan Walsh, to me, was a finished product physically when he stepped on campus. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. You know, you've seen Ron Holland up close. He may need some actual physical development. But then he's going to offer yeah. some things that mm-hmm. I don't think Jordan Walsh can offer. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I agree. And, and, and Holland is a guy that's very typical, kind of, Randy, of what you would think of. A lot of these high-level guys with a lot of length, they're just really slight. So if you're six eight, two hundred pounds, you're slight. And mm-hmm. he's 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 slight upper body. His but his legs are not. Uh, you know, he, he kind of almost reminds me of Khalil Ware. Khalil Ware was really slight upper body. He was very strong in his legs and very deceiving that way. So Jordan Walsh is a finished product. I think Jordan. He's the one guy, if he comes back, he's immune to this process because I think he gets that much better. I really believe this. He's, he's, you see the most improvement with that young man right there, and I think he becomes of what we thought he was going to be this year if he comes back to the university. So I think all those pieces fit. I think George Walsh is the one guy, him and Trayvon Brazil, that I think are, are above the others in terms of what they can provide value on both ends of the court, in my opinion. Wow. That's a lot of pieces that uh, back again, trying to piece together. Um, Is Layden Blocker is among all the players, and we never talk about Layden Blocker, but is, is this a player that is all of a sudden maybe getting lost in the shuffle? Because I got to believe Kayvon Minifield is going to be one of your points. Um, I don't know where they plan on playing Trayvon, uh, Trayvon Mark, whether or not he's a 2-3 a combo. He's only 6-5, so I wouldn't think he would be a, a 3. Khalil Battle, same thing, 6-5. El Ellis, 6-3. Is, is Layden Blocker, is he getting lost in this shuffle a little bit? He's, yes, he's getting lost in the shuffle, and I think what... what also is getting lost in the shuffle is what we had with, I would say, J.D. Note when he was there that we did not have with Anthony Black and Nick Smith. And that was really a guy that was dedicated, that was going to bring the ball down probably 90% of the time. Layden Barker is a true point guard to the level that we have not had up there in a long time. Hmm. He can defend 90 feet. He can handle the basketball, distribute, facilitate, and finish. He is what I would call an, a true SEC power point guard that can get up and defend, push and go, control pace, make great decisions. So I think he – I really believe that Layden is going to get up there and wow with his maturity. Now, it sounds weird for a freshman. This is a young man that has played at the highest level, got out – whether we agree with it or not, played prep school, played on a really big stage this year, and I think it helped him. 
He is going to be able to handle it, maturity, decision-making, and he's got the body and the physicality and athleticism to play at a high level right now. At the Luton camp, he wowed guys with his physical attributes and his dedication to his fitness where he just blew everybody out of the water the second day in the guard. It wasn't even close. It was not even close. He absolutely dominated. So I think he's getting lost in the shuffle, but he will not, Randy, when he gets on campus. Okay. All right, I'm going to squeeze this one in. You may not have an answer for this, but uh, I'll ask anyway. Jim says Arkansas Tech hoops. Saw they signed two in-state players. Any details? Well, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, Ray, I was telling Coach Nutt at OBU, I don't think the Division Two guys have really taken advantage of the talent in the state. We've, we've talked about this before. Yeah, yes. Arkansas Tech is the exception to the rule, guys. They signed Braden Tanner, who I started working with Braden when he was sixth grade, extremely talented guard, very skilled, Dardanelle High School, all state three years, just Super great basketball player, shoots it, defends, can, can score at the rim, facilitate, and they got another Arkansas guard, uh, Zach Jason from Lake Hamilton, who probably had uh, one of the most storied high school careers that that we've had at any point in time. This guy was All-State as a freshman at the 5A level, averaged 20 points a game for four years, scored, I think, over 2,000 points. These guys are really, really good. And I'm I'm not just saying this because they're Arkansas kids. Arkansas Tech got better by the fertile in-state talent that we have right now, staying at home. Zach can shoot it. He is a shooter. Wow, Bart, we blew through that segment. Have a great weekend. We'll talk with you next week. That's Bart Reed, Pure Sweat Basketball Skills. Thanks to Martin Orthopedics. Drive Time Sports will continue. The guys hit the road and go to Oaklawn on Friday. It's the final weekend of racing at the Oaklawn Racing Casino and Resort. They'll talk about the Kentucky Derby coming up this weekend. They'll talk about Frank Fletcher's horse, Rocket Can, who looks to win the Kentucky Derby. Also, a look at some Razorbacks baseball and softball coming up this weekend. It's all coming up on 103.7 The Buzz, 6 to 10 a.m. on Friday morning. Make the most of every lawn with Kubota Commercial Landscaping Equipment. From the productivity-boosting Z700 mower to the reliable SVL track loader, it's a lineup built to get the job done right. Because when your reputation is on the line, you need equipment that will never let you down. Visit your local Kubota dealer today. River Valley Tractor, five great locations around central Arkansas to better serve you. RiverValleyTractor.com. Hearn's Superior Alignment, Jets Gas Service, and Pinnacle Automotive, all in Little Rock, present the Bumper to Bumper Certified Service Center's Indoor Car Show, Saturday, May 6th at the Conway Expo Hall. Register morning up, starting at 7 a.m., or pre-register online at btbautoparts.com. Best of show wins a $1,000 Visa gift card. There will also be best of awards for truck, muscle car, original, rat rod, Corvette, and off-road, along with having class awards from pre-1949 to present. It's the Bumper to Bumper Certified Service Center's Indoor Car Show. Presented by Hearn Superior Alignment, Jets Gas Service, and Pinnacle Automotive. If you have been impacted by the recent tornado or know someone who was, listen to this message. Natural State Wholesale is opening its doors to you when you're ready to rebuild. If you need flooring, kitchen remodel, or a bathroom remodel, Natural State Wholesale is here for you. And you can trust them to deliver the best product and the best price today to help you rebuild. Visit online at naturalstatewholesale.com or stop by in Cabot 203 Commerce Park Drive. Natural State Wholesale, here for you. So go see the flooring king. My wife was the first to notice I was losing my hair. I thought, I am way too young for this. At QC Kinetics Hair Restoration, we see men and women of all ages struggling with hair loss. And for Nick, it began when he was just 32 years old. I didn't really think about it too much until last spring when I got sunburn on my scalp and, I don't know, it wasn't really that hot out. QC Kinetics uses regenerative treatments, all natural biologics, to reignite hair growth without surgery. And the results are amazing. I felt like I was hopeful, right? But then after the first few treatments, I already started to notice a difference. It just felt real, so I was just more excited to continue the process. Real results without invasive surgery. And as for Nick's wife... She loves it. I got my hair back in my early 30s. I want to look my age, and now I do. Schedule your free hair restoration consultation today with QC Kinetics. 
Call QC Kinetics, 501-222-8440. That's 501-222-8440. 501-222-8440. Today is the day. After countless hours of research, cutting back expenses, and nine months of anxiously waiting for her, today is the day you finally bring home your new car. It's also the day to protect her with an auto policy from Shelter Insurance. Our policies are competitively priced and include new car replacement coverage if anything were to happen to your new baby. See Dan Cook in North Little Rock, Steve Fisher in Stuttgart, or Jay Vandover in Little Rock. Now, back to Drive Time Sports, live from the Eat My Catfish studios. Eat fresh, eat local, eat my catfish. It's Gut Check Time. Drive Time Sports is back on the Buzz Radio Network. Drive Time Sports. You're on the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer. I'm Randy Rainwater. Rick, we are now joined by Mason Philly. He is the outstanding pitcher for the University of Arkansas Monticello Bow Weevils. And uh, I got to say, Mason is too modest to say this, but... I think this is the Great American Conference Pitcher of the Year. Uh, 3.42 ERA. He has an 8-4 and four record. Started 14 games. Two complete games. Has a shutout. Thrown 84 innings. So if you kind of do the math there, what is that? About uh, six innings minimum each game. Allowed 32 earned runs, walked just 23, struck out 124, allowed 17 doubles, five home runs, and uh, opponents' batting average, a whopping 219 batting average. Quite a year, Mason. Yes, sir. What stands out to you for the 2023 season what stands out to you uh i would have to say just you know getting ahead in the count uh more often than last year and just having that put away pitch what was the put away pitch uh some days it could be the change up some days it's the high fastball uh every now and then it's the slider if i can figure it out <laughs> the hardest i think statistic from a pitcher's standpoint, is striking out batters looking. Is that to you as difficult, trying to put that hitter away with the called strike three? Uh, yes, sir. It, has, uh, it usually is pretty difficult. Um, the only time I really get them striking out looking is if I change their eye levels pretty good and just you know kind of fold them the whole at that. Well, as I look at the major statistical categories involving the Great American Conference, you are third in the conference in ERA at 3.42. A young man, is that from Henderson, H.U., or is that Harding? Uh, that is Harding, I believe. Harding, yes. H.S. Henderson State, I see it later on. Harding with the 3.34 ERA, opposing batting average, uh, you lead the conference there, 2.19. Innings pitched, you're second, only three innings behind a young man from Adorno from SAU. Batter struck out, you got a wide lead over Adorno of SAU, 124 to 105. Then batters striking out looking, we mentioned that, you lead by one over Timmons of Washita, 31 to 30. And then wins. Several with seven, you alone at eight. Now that to me sounds like pitcher of the year in the Great American Conference. Now you've got a first round matchup tomorrow with uh, Henderson State. Talk yes, about the, talk about the matchup. Is the butterfly start, uh, is the butterfly starting to build, Mason? Uh, I mean, they always build up the night before the game. Uh, you know, try to control that as much as possible. Um, I'm going to be on the bump tomorrow, so we're looking for another good start and try to get that strikeout looking right up. So, what is your what is your routine leading up to a game? 
Uh, I mean, I typically try to get a good rest, um, listen to a good playlist on the way to the game, and then, you know, just get stretched out and get mentally prepared to go to battle, and whatever happens, happens. Rick and I have gone to, well, Rick more than myself, but we've gone to several uh, Major League games, and it seems like part of the pregame routine is a lot of long toss by the starting pitchers. Do you like using the long toss as a way to, uh, to get you loosened up? Yes, sir. I believe in long toss, uh, especially when it's like colder weather. Um, you know, typically I just go as far out as I need to. I listen to my body, and whenever it tells me I'm warm, I start to head back in and, you know, let some eat. What challenges does Henderson State present for you as a pitcher? Uh, I mean, they're a really good team. They don't get put away very easily, especially the last time we faced them. Um, you know, they have a serious win over us, so, I mean, it's obviously a challenge. Uh, they got guys that can swing it all the way through the lineup, I'd have to say. How much do you get to call your own game? Uh, majority all of it. At the beginning, we started with coaching. Uh, the coach calling our pitches, and uh, I think he just trusted me a little more, you know, letting me get my own flow of the game, and he trusted me on the mound. Do you watch a lot of film, or do you, do you uh, have a book on each hitter, and you're using that uh, to kind of guide you from pitch to pitch? Yes, sir. I actually do keep a notebook. Uh, if I'm not the first game, I like to watch how our guys go after them. And then, you know, the night before, I kind of just read back over it. And then the next day, I just, you know, go with my game plan and hope for the best. This year, it seems like SAU is, once again, the best in the Great American Conference. Uh, what about UA Monticello? Can the Bowl, we Bowl Weevils make a, make a run in this tournament? Oh, yeah. We're definitely pushing to win this thing. Uh, you know, we had probably three games where we should have won in the ninth inning. And, you know, just some easy mistakes made. Uh, probably would have put us with probably one game behind SAU. Uh, so, I mean, we're a complete different team than fifth place. You being a left-hander is a prize commodity for Major League Baseball. Are you getting, are you hearing maybe of any interest in Mason Philly in regards to the next level? Uh, yes, sir. I actually am. Uh, I've had a couple teams reach out to me recently. Uh, nothing too crazy, but, you know, they're learning my name, so that's always a great feeling. How many more years do you have at the collegiate level, Mason? Uh, this is actually my last year. Are you on target to graduate? Yes, sir. I've actually already graduated. I'm on my grad program now. Cool, cool. Yes, sir. So, if Major League Baseball doesn't uh, give you the ring, give you the call, would you think about entering in the transfer portal and maybe trying to play at a higher level to maybe improve your stock? Uh, I mean, I don't have any uh, uh, college years left in baseball. I would think as a grad transfer, you'd get one more year. But maybe you're using that year right now. But uh, I think so. It's too complicated at times for me, Mason. <laughs> yes, sir. COVID messed all that up, didn't it? Oh, my goodness. I, I We're still, it seems like, hearing from players for the uh, regardless of sport, this is their sixth or seventh or eighth or whatever year it may be, simply because of COVID nineteen and how most, if not all, got that that year back. And um, uh, what type of batter gives you the biggest problem? Is it a power stick? Is it we used to call them banjo hitters, guys that could spray it all over the park? But I don't know what you guys call them now. But uh, a guy that sprays the ball. I mean, what what kind of hitter gives you Mason Philly the most problems? I would say, um, you know, guys that know what they're looking for in the box. 
and they're not scared to go the other way with the ball probably give me the most problem because typically with power guys I just go you know heavy change ups and you know get them off and then go fastballs in and they're off time so the ability to throw strikes that to me is as much between the ears as it is with the ability to throw the baseball you mentioned earlier you're throwing more strikes this year what did you change mason or what did you improve upon to get to the point that you could throw strikes consistently uh so over the break i went out to arizona and trained with uh, a well-known guy in baseball mike pasco and uh he helped me a lot understand the flow of pitching and you know just believing in yourself no matter what like we've been training at it for probably 18 years now like you have the stuff to do whatever you want to do so believe it so that is really as much between the ears correct yes sir yes sir that's true uh we are seeing at all different levels and i realize sometimes umpiring can make a difference you know like it or not but uh they can squeeze sometimes the pitchers but i i always thought the most easiest thing to do as a pitcher and i did try to pitch myself was just simply throwing a strike now mm-hmm. that that can also get you in trouble because depending upon that exact location you might be throwing batting practice but i've always wondered why guys have such a difficult time throwing strikes when if nothing else put the allow your teammates at least to have a chance to catch it maybe they'll catch it maybe they won't but uh i always thought that was something that uh, uh in one regards was um an issue that i really thought i mean unless you're just so wild but that gets back to mechanics in that regard. Right. Uh, you have, you're in your graduate program. What are you uh, majoring in? Uh, coaching right now. Coaching. I want to become a pitching coach. Yes, sir. All right. How much difference do you think the mechanics differ between the right-hander and the left-hander? Uh, I mean, typically left-handed guys are a little wacky, but, you know, you're seeing a lot of um, developed guys now that are actually having pretty good mechanics. So I'd say now, nowadays you see both sides pitching pretty good. Uh, not as many, like, wacky guys coming off the mound. Okay, I've got to ask this question. This is This is mainly for Rick. Are you superstitious? Mason? Not really. Uh, I mean, if there's some things I do before the game, I don't really realize that I do it. So, I mean, I might have already built a habit of it, but I don't think I'm that superstitious. There's a difference between routine and superstition, <laughs> so that that's a very good answer, you bet. <laughs> superstition never works. If it's not 100%, then it doesn't work, right? That's the way I exactly. look at it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I'm superstitious. When it comes to sports, outside that, no. It works I'll, every time, too, doesn't it, Randy? Yes, it does. Because the I, Yankees are in first place. I, exactly. If I say they're playing bad, I mean it. They're playing bad. And they're <laughs> playing very bad. Well, actually, they've won a couple in a row now. Mason, good luck tomorrow as you take on the Henderson Reddies. Continued sure. success, my friend. We will follow your career. And I hope the next thing I read about you is the Great American Pitcher of the Year. Mason, congratulations so far on a great season. Thank you. Thank you. Y'all have a great day. Drive Time Sports will continue. This is Pat Bradley for River City Flooring, where you can pick your payment. Get 0% interest for 12, 24, or 36 months, and River City Flooring in Maumel is where you'll save 50% on all in-stock waterproof LVP flooring. And did you know River City Flooring carries cabinets? So stop in and let my friends at River City Flooring help you with your remodel. Kitchen, bath, living, dining, they do it all. 
Check out River City Flooring in Maumel at their huge new showroom on Maumel Boulevard just off 430. Hello folks, it's Frank Fletcher from the Fletcher Store right here in Sherwood. Well today I want to talk to you about why I would like for you to consider Fletcher Dodge when you need a new or a pre-owned vehicle. You know, shopping for an automobile makes most people uncomfortable. It can be a stressful experience, but we want to take away the stress and give you a pleasant buying experience with confidence in what you hear and you see. Folks, our business depends on you returning to us over and over again over the years. We've been here in Sherwood for over 25 years and many of you have bought five, six, or seven vehicles from us. Most of our sales staff has been here a long time. As you know, all of our pre-owned vehicles have the prices right on the windshield. Our best price is there for everyone to see. And our new cars have Frank Fletcher's green tag showing all of our specials. So folks, please come see us at Fletcher Dodge on Warden Road in Sherwood. Or you can shop us online at FletcherDeals.com and give us a chance to serve you. It's Justin Ankery, and I'm reminding you that Certipro is the only option when it comes to interior or exterior painting as far as I'm concerned. Having used them a number of times over the years, I'm about to get them on a new project. I got a new deck installed and about to get them to stain it and seal it and protect it for the future. That's what it's about. It's an investment in your future with Certipro Painters. You want to improve curb appeal, you want to improve the livability of your home, and you want to do it with people you trust who live locally right there in your community, then Certipro Painters is the answer. Each Certipro Painter's business is independently owned and operated. Schedule your free estimate at certapro.com. That's Certa with a C. Paid for by Christian Care Ministry. Let's see, if something costs less, but people are happier with it, that sounds like something to look into, and that's MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for healthcare can save the typical family 500 bucks a month. And that's huge, but it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century, and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want a plan you're happy with, you can call right now and get a price within two minutes. Very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. 855-51-BIBLE. That's 855-51-BIBLE. 855-51-BIBLE. Welcome back to Drive Time Sports, live from the Eat My Catfish studios, where it's much like any of the seven Eat My Catfish locations, minus the always fresh, delicious food options like the family-packed catfish dinners. You've got Drive Time Sports locked in on the Buzz Radio Network. Here is Randy Rainwater. Drive Time Sports here on the Buzz Radio Network, our final segment of the night. Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater. Did you hear this story, Rick? Uh, this almost, I, I did not click on to the actual story. I'm just reading the synopsis of it. This was in The Athletic. Uh, Grant Brisby had a story about a mysterious photo alleged to be of an iPad on an airplane in 2015 that laid out 12 potential rule changes for Major League Baseball. said, I had no idea about this piece of baseball lore. It seems legit as nine of the rules have been implemented. Wow. Says, of course, take a look at the ones that weren't. Seems like the league generally let the correct ones fall by the wayside, moving the bottom of the strike zone up for a bit. For example, it just leads to more boring walks and three true outcomes, which seems counterproductive to the more hits, more action result of the shift ban and the pitch clock. Now, I, I can't... I probably need to uh, click onto this story to see precisely what they're saying. Because it said, resetting the lineup in the ninth inning would be, as Grant describes, Calvin Ball. <laughs> yeah, you remember Calvin and Hobbs? 
Yeah. Yeah, they set their own they set their own rules and stuff. Yeah, that's what he's talking about is Calvin balls. Okay, I uh I need some help here in the ninth, so I'm just gonna change the lineup. <laughs> that so they that was actually under discussion? Apparently it was. Oh my gosh. And and the other one that was being uh supposedly proposed was implementing a mercy rule that uh, it said I have a long held belief that managers should forfeit more in blowout games <laughs> you save your bullpen arms and if you're down by more than nine runs you salvage your run differential as well forfeits officially go in the record book as a nine to nothing loss yeah, well, I don't know that he's talking about... Is he talking about just forfeits, or is he talking about run rule? Well, I yeah, I mean, if you're if you're losing by nine or greater, yeah, and, well, or ten, ten runs and greater, you can just say, okay, we forfeit, game's over. Oh, I don't think Major League Baseball would allow that. Rather than the game just being called because of a mercy rule. I think that... Uh, no, because then what happens to all the statistics from the game? They're thrown mm-hmm. out, right? You're not going to do that. I would think that uh, the first time somebody pulled that, it would be the commissioner next day would say, you guys are fined, and if it and it will never happen again. You, you can't do that. What happens if a guy's throwing no. a no-hitter? Even though right, you know, the, somebody, you know, his, his team is up four, 14 to nothing, the other team somebody, says, okay, we quit. We, right, or we somebody said, four home runs and nobody's ever hit five in a game and the guy's still got an at bat left yeah no that's that's yeah. never going to happen because of the statistical part even the even the run rule uh, major league's never going to adopt that i mean otherwise why wouldn't you just in an nfl game when it's a somebody's up by 35 points why don't you run have a running clock in the fourth quarter hey they're, nobody's they're not going to do that stuff you got to play the whole game yeah tv, wouldn't. Thing about TV baseball, wouldn't allow that no baseball is no clock Although there is a clock now, but not as far as how long, how many innings a game lasts, and so you're, you're going to play nine innings regardless. But that is, I can't even believe that was even a thought. <laughs> so I said I got to I got to I got to click on to Grant Brisby's B R I S B E E S. Got to click on to a story about this, all these different uh, proposals, twelve potential rule changes. Let's talk with Tom. Tom, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. Hi, guys. How are y'all? Doing good, good, Tom. Thank you. I was born and raised an Arkansas fan, obviously. But my dad was also an Orioles fan. And oh, uh, I wonder how Rick became an Orioles fan also. Okay. I was grew up a Cardinal fan. Saw the Cardinals my first major league game. My I was born in St. Louis, but lived there less than a year. But my grandparents were there. My grandfather took me to several Cardinal games. So at that time, there was an American League and a National League, and they never crossed except in the World Series. So I wanted an American League team, and you could do what Randy did or do what I did. Uh, Randy loved the Yankees because they won all the time. I couldn't stand the Yankees because they won all the time. So, therefore, uh, I wanted somebody else in the American League. And in 1964, the Orioles took the uh, Yankees to the last weekend of the season. Brooks Robinson was the most valuable player in the American League. So I started kind of liking the Orioles then. And then, again, you're young and impressionable, and that's, that's people love winners. In 1966, the Orioles won the World Series, shocked the Los Angeles Dodgers, in the first game, I can't remember what the score was in the first game, but Mo Drabowski came in in relief and shut the Dodgers out in the last six and two-thirds innings, and the Dodgers didn't score again in the World Series. Uh, in Sandy Koufax's last start, Jim Palmer beat him one to nothing. And so I guess at that point, and Frank Robinson was an Oriole that year, and I really liked Frank Robinson, so that's when I started liking the Orioles. Never saw them in person until 1978. Since then, I've seen them a whole lot in person. So there's a long answer to a short question. Wow. Well, my dad, I think, is a Frank uh, Brooks Robinson fan because he went to Little Rock Central. Yeah, sure. And and who wouldn't be? What a classy human being mm-hmm. he is. Yeah. Well, that's good. Thank you, guys. I just wanted to hear that. Okay. Thanks Thank for you, calling. Tom. And I liked Frank Robinson just as much. I, You know, the, the Reds gave up on him at 30, said he was an old 30. So in 1966, 
he became the first and is still the only player ever to be most valuable player in both leagues. Can you imagine that? That's 1966, so what's that, 47 years ago? It's ne- nobody else has ever done it. Pretty impressive. That, that's pretty. That's pretty amazing to think, particularly with free agency, with players bouncing from league to league and team to team, that still nobody has done that. Let's see. Elrod Hendricks behind the plate. Boog Powell, Davey Johnson, Mark Belanger, Brooks Robinson, Kirk Belfry, Paul Blair, Frank Robinson. Who am I leaving out? Who, yeah, or, am I mixing well, teams? Bluffery kind of played first base, and um, he also played some in the outfield. Don Buford was their regular in the outfield. And uh, Hendricks and Andy Etcheberrin shared mm-hmm. catching. Yeah, and you're talking about the 69-70-71 Orioles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pancake Palmer. Where did he yeah. get that name from? Because he ate pancakes as his pregame meal. Okay, okay. Yeah. I couldn't remember. Not being an Oriole fan, wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't know that, that. That was before he became Beefcake and uh, advertised for underwear. <laughs> Mike Cuellar, who else? Well, the four that won 20 in one year were Cuellar, Dobson, McNally, and Palmer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually paid a little bit of attention to the Orioles, but it was because of Brooks Robinson. Yeah, they were they were really good during those years. They won in 66, uh, 70. They played in the World Series in 69, 71, 79. And then they won in 83, and they haven't been back since. They, in the late 90s, they were, they were really good. Won the division a couple times, but never got back to the World Series. But see, I, I always need to feel like I need to correct you, because you, you when you say... Well, Randy's a Yankee fan because the all they always won. That's yeah, not true. Mickey Mantle, you like Mickey? Mantle, yeah, right? Mickey Mantle. Okay. I mean, that okay. was that was my stimulus for all those years. Bob Costas to this day carries a 1959 Mickey Mantle baseball card in his in his in his billfold. Holy smokes! He, he grew up a Mickey Mantle fan, and to this day has that baseball card. I don't know what kind of condition it's in. He probably doesn't care because a 59 Mantle in you know, eight, nine, or ten condition would be worth a whole lot of money. Now, Bob Costas wow. doesn't need the money, but yeah, he's a Mantle fan. No, I mean, I'm just thinking about toting around a card in my back pocket that could yeah. be a hundred thousand dollars <laughs> or whatever. I mean, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if it'd be quite that much. Yeah, the '52 Mantle. That's a that's a you know. Uh, yeah, that that one gets now. in the millions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, I you, you know we used. How many time, how many cards did we ruin by using those? Well, you didn't for... put Mickey Mantle in your spokes. No, Chris, no, no, you put no. Chris Canazero and Choo Choo Coleman in your bicycle <laughs> spokes. Hopefully, anyway. <laughs> All right, for Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater. Have yourself a great rest of the night. Buzz Animal Cruelty, spay and neuter your pet. So long, everybody. Razorback football, basketball, and baseball right here on your home of the Hogs. 1037 The Buzz, KABZ Little Rock. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. This ad is paid for by the settlement specialists. Non-Hodgkin's lymphoma is one of the most common cancers in the United States. If you or a loved one was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and were regularly exposed to